I don't even I was know actually finally able to buy toilet paper the other day. Like, we were running low, and then Nubia just went early to Target, and then she was able to find toilet paper. The Lunds and Byerly's downtown St. Paul is like this little oasis because nobody lives downtown. I would tell Except you where I get you. mine, but I don't want the secret to get out. Well, I, I heard you have to go to Oakdale. That's what I heard. Well, we like bought a normal amount last month. And like, because we apparently don't eat toilet paper, it'll just last us a couple months because I don't know what people do with toilet paper that causes, like, they're just like wrapping up huge, like globes and just like wiping their asses on it. So I don't that's, know a, how, that's what they're doing. They yeah. No one knows how to, how to do the one, two, you know, folded yeah, and yeah. you fold it, you wipe, you know, you fold it again. Yeah. You know. Till you run out of room. It's like origami of toilet paper. We, yeah, we finally... I actually, I actually fold mine into a crane and then <laughs> scrape all, <laughs> scrape all the shit away. That beak, that beak right in there. The beak works like a shovel. That's so sick. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined uh, by a, a number of, of classy gentlemen. Uh, uh, Eric Silva Brenneman is, uh, is, we don't have video because he's going from a hot spot and I don't know, but uh, Eric, how are you, man? Hey, brother. We, we, we're good. Surviving. How are you? Yeah, great. Uh, same shit as everyone else. Uh, as everyone, yeah. Uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria, uh, who uh, um, we're we're doing recording via Zoom. We're all together, and your background is uh, is a, a a warehouse of toilet paper. You're, you're right, baby. Dream. Good to see, you, man. How are dream. you? Um, good. Uh, just been crazy last two weeks. Um, I oh, really? What's, what's going on? Oh, is anything <laughs> just well, no, I mean like three kids, two uh teens, two people working, figuring it out. My in-laws are moving in, so we've been moving stuff from Rochester. Like literally, like we've been holding off because my father in law is uh, he has dialysis like twice a week, right? So he and he's up in Rochester Mayo and until the uh stay at home ordinance went through we were like just we'll just wait to see when we have to do it and we literally had to move everything on thursday been moving stuff on friday and then today as well they've been coming in and going and then you know i have to make my leaky basement into into a bedroom for me in nubia so that that's the fun part so specifically like when we get rain we get rain like we got yesterday yeah Yeah. that's that's fun living the dream there that's Uh, right leaving in my basement finally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my my, um, my college dreams are finally coming true also you need a waterbed down there oh um, also joined by mark <laughs> fangmeyer uh um uh do, are you tracking anyone during the the crazy nothing going on period uh no are no. you at least stalking them on instagram uh no I'm what's nicholas benedetti's sister doing during the uh to, <laughs> the, the shutdown? She, she's traveling she's very irresponsible really. she she oh she's not staying at home <laughs> I don't know. The saucy <laughs> bitch. I, I totally, I've totally given up. Like oh. I, I've, I, my, my, my whole meaning of life is just sitting yeah. at home now and trying and trying not to like start drinking hams at like ten thirty in the morning. 
Are you succeeding? Oh, that's okay. I start at nine. Um, um, Mark, do me a favor while look, look her up. I want to know what she's, I want an update at some point during this podcast. Corey Shreppel is also joining (laughs) you. Corey's doing, you you joined the podcast as, as just someone who we could uh, talk to about soccer and whatnot. Now you've like taken on like, uh, producing roles because it's just like, I'm going to give this to the guy who professionally does this. Uh, (laughs) But you're like, we're talking to you from your like extreme studio there. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're uh we're at home. You Looks know, good. Uh yeah, you know, we got our we got our warehouse warehouse space. Uh we're just hanging. Um I like that you know. on Twitter today, Tom Cran from NPR uh, was like, Hey, why why'd you get the good microphone? And you're like, It's cause it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> you're using yours, I'm using mine. Tom, you can you can pony up yourself for the uh for the for the good microphones. He's got that host money. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> well, we have no soccer to talk about. And so great podcast, everyone. That's everything. That's all we got. <laughs> um, I do have questions from people that we'll eventually get to, but uh Mark or Corey, one of you one of you wanted to who who's got the first topic? You could I'll just let you introduce it because uh Oh, that, that was my idea. Um, Do it. Everything's been kind of shitty, but I, have, I think we've all seen at least one or two like cool things that people have done where like they actually act super awesome towards other people. So I thought instead of talking about how shitty it is, let's just talk about some people, like one thing that we saw someone else do or heard someone else do that was kind of inspiring and uplifting and cool and that be a nice way to get away from the shittiness. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I basically, I originally, I thought it was like a, a prompt that was uh, basically just like anything that that's made you feel like a heart full of love or whatever. And I was like, I'm, I like basically turn on the radio and if they talk about it, like, Oh, there's a, some toads that are uh, spawning uh, on this lake, then I like start weeping or something like like the most basic things are just causing me to break down. It's uh, in search of humanity, but um, uh, I'll, I'll jump in first. I, I, I've got nothing um, nothing profound other than um, uh, I, I have had a. Um, uh, I think the weeks are going a little bit better, um, but uh, there's a lot of in terms of what to do about the bar and how to like survive and all these things. Um, first off, super grateful that like lots of people have bought gift cards and t-shirts or whatever. Um, I'm working with some people to design some more t-shirts so that you can all have 35 black art t-shirts. But, um, and that stuff like goes a long way to like getting us by. Um, but then it's like, uh, just like the other day, like the, one of the owners of fair state was like DMing with me, like, talking about a few of the confusing things about how these federal grants that are going to kind of save our asses are going to work. And it was like super great. Um, a couple other people and businesses have just, um, you know, just kind of end up giving a lot more, I think being very generous with their time of, of like trying to help other people out and help me out in, in particular. Um, and that's uh, been good because I kind of feel mildly, freaked out by everything and it seems like things are going to be just fine this um federal bill is pretty amazing uh um but it's still kind of a lot of a lot of uncertainty of like i don't know if we have to survive till august or survive till june or whatever so 
I'm done talking. <laughs> uh, I don't, anyone else? You guys are all. Oh, it's everyone's muted. Yeah, great. This is proper <laughs> proper Zoom etiquette. Um, anyone else uh, been been particularly uh, touched by an angel? Uh, yeah, I'll talk. Like I, and I was kind of going like, like most other people, I've been like trying to support our like local neighborhood businesses a lot more. Just because if you don't, they're gonna, not going to be around when we come back from this. And uh, one thing that I thought was really cool is that um, I live in the West 7th area of St. Paul. And um, one of the local businesses in our area um, is a newer-ish business. They opened less than a year ago. Uh, Hope Breakfast Bar, which is um, actually in a building where I have a lot of attachment to because um, they're in the um, St. Paul's oldest uh, municipal building, which is an old fire station. And it was four years ago. It was about to be torn down. Uh, our neighborhood uh, association and a Irvine Park Neighborhood Association and the district council and some other people got together, sued to block a demolition. And now we have this awesome restaurant in it instead. And the coolest thing is that once uh, they announced the school closures, uh, Hope, the um, lead guy, Brian at Hope, announced that he would just, he said, if anybody, any family, now that schools are closed, needs, uh, you know, food, needs um, like any sort of meals, let me know. I will provide it for you. Just free of charge. Just let me know. And it kind of took off from there. And he opened up uh, a funding mechanism for it. And now he's completely transitioned into a community kitchen where they're serving 5,000 meals a week to Whoa. any family that needs it. They'll come, they'll, they just basically just need to call or email and just reserve and you can come by and pick it up. And they're also doing like almost daily like uh pro free produce farmer markets on the outside on the sidewalk where they just set everything out you just grab a pair of gloves grab whatever you want and just kind of go through as you're also coming to pick up your food like it's been amazing and like yeah kind of just really kind of gives you a little bit of hope seeing that coming through which i mean is probably why they went with the whole hope breakfast bar because it's all in the name and yeah philosophy and so yeah i thought that was pretty awesome i hadn't heard that at all that's amazing um Super cool. It's called the Hope Breakfast Bar. Yep. In in West Seventh Saint Paul. Correct. Um who else wants to touch our hearts with uh what 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 are you seeing out there? Um I can go at the yeah. Wait House where the KRSM KRSM studio is located. The studio is shut down, but they have a food shelf and uh the children and I have been biking pretty much every day after lunch and we went over to help them out a little bit and uh, we didn't get to do too much because we couldn't actually get the they weren't allowing children inside the building they forgot that note but we were able to do some stuff on the outside just organizing folks and the lines were long i'll, I'll, I'll say this there the demand is is huge right now so if you are healthy and do feel like contributing there are plenty of these mutual aid places where you can go that will definitely uh, accept your, uh, your volunteer work. But uh, it was cool. It was just good to help. And um, what else? I, I was super inspired by actually talking about crying for everything at target, just an old, an older lady at the checkout just said some really positive things and was, I wasn't really ready for it. <laughs> I almost started bawling right there at the checkout. <laughs> she was, she was very, yeah. very nice, very lovely. I had a basic conversation with Lydia the other day and I just was like, started tearing up. I was like, I don't, I literally don't even know what's going on. Just like, yeah. cool. Just like basic words coming out of my mouth. Oh, I'd like a, 
Oh no, Cheddar I think sounds good on that. Oh motherfucker! Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we watched we watched both um, Maleficent's with the children, and you know, not even close to Angelina Jolie's best performances in terms of acting. And I bawled in both, just sobbed. Mm. I don't I don't recommend watching Little Women if you want to keep shit together because Lydia, oh, Lydia and I did that a week and a half ago and uh and uh yeah kind of lost our shit it is an that's, amazing movie but yeah no, also, now is not a time favorites. to watch the notebook don't do it <laughs> <laughs> this this needs to be a notebook free zone yeah. for the next yeah. like i don't know two months but don't do it <laughs> oh yeah Corey, you uh you want to hit us man it, so it's been the last three weeks has been just like a non-stop sprint um where I haven't had really had a ton of time to like just sit and just just kind of freak out about mm-hmm. everything that's going on it's just been like how do we keep how do we keep a radio station on the air how do we keep only essential people in the building and like the the biggest thing that i found is you know you've got all these zoom meetings like we're doing now and my favorite part about it is people are just asking each other how you're doing before you get to any bit of business. Mm. They're more concerned about your personal well-being than they are whatever agenda we have to talk about how we're going to do our job. And that has totally changed the um my relationship with a lot of coworkers and mm. friends and people and I just it's um it's refreshing and it's um, just, it's just nice to, to know that people are thinking about you, you know, and that we're thinking about each other. And that's, that's a thing that I, you know, haven't seen a lot and it's nice. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of wild. The, the kind of spaces of, of, um, I don't maybe maybe it's been happening with uh, other people I hope um of just like random random people reach reaching out um and and having conversations on the on the phone where I I hate the phone I don't like talking but like Rodrigo you called me the other day and I like that's like the first time we've ever talked on the phone <laughs> other than like are you here are you picking me up or whatever um even that I'd be like just text me uh and uh and it's been like really really kind of pleasant just talking to people and i've got nothing better to do uh, literally unless i'm like watching the kids at that moment uh, and trying to get them to not kill each other um uh, being able to just talk to people and part of it is like no one is i don't have anything to say you don't have any i don't know if anyone has anything to say other than like yeah shit's fucked up but um but it's still kind of nice to just like talk to humans uh this is my personal hell not being able to see people not having a project to be working on or anything is like literally I'm in hell, but you know, talking to people when, when you can is pretty amazing. I've been looking forward to this pretty much all day because I've done a couple of these where it's, you know, we've done some like work happy hours or like my team of other engineers and we're not going to see each other for two months. Yeah. And we did, we had a, a a team meeting with like 20 of us and it was nothing got done because we were all just so happy to at least virtually see each other. And it was yeah. like, this is killer. This is great. 
Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I had a, a work meeting today on Zoom that went till 5.30. And a lot of it was just because we were just off task. Like we had a bunch <laughs> of shit to sort out. But I was like, oh, what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, tell me more about your daughter's weird thing. I was like, all right, I will. And um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really nice. Because I haven't had to um, do Zoom, I don't have any coworkers to talk to um, or work to do. Uh, I only did it um, just last week for, for this podcast. And then last night I was talking to a few friends and discovered, like you guys all discovered the whole, you can change your background thing to something automatic and realized that um, one thing I need to do is I need to go to the bar and take a couple good background photos so that people can pretend to be at work at Blackheart. So I'm going to, I'm going to work on a couple of those that, uh, <laughs> That people can use. Uh, that, that's that's my goal. I was going to record from the bar because I left a bunch of uh, this equipment at the bar, and um, I went there. It was like eight forty-five p.m. at night. It's really cold because we've like shut down everything to like bare essentials, and um, I got fucking terrified. I was so afraid of being in that place. It was so. It was like just quiet and eerie and still, and it's and it's a big place. And there is a ghost that I've never seen. Um, uh, Ro- Rosalie Rose, I forget her name. I have no idea. I've, Wait, I've, there's a ghost. Yeah, there's a ghost. If you ask the employees, David, um, what, the bartender, David. Uh, he, he like talks about Ro- Rosalie a lot. She apparently used to work there. She, wow. she, actually, she actually also claimed unemployment this week. <laughs> <laughs> she's, got, she's got no one to fucking hunt, guys. Like it's really, times are rough for even ghosts. <laughs> you guys, you guys got to do like a like a drag haunted house in October, man. Oh, oh. wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, we should be open by then. Yeah, who knows? House. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have. Like we're such introverts in this family. We don't really like go out. So like you know, me and Nubia have been just working in the basement when we can, and just been you know meeting after meeting. Nubia is extremely more busier than I am, so I've been kind of taking duty with the kids uh, from here and then. One of the cool things that I have seen, and um, is just that you know, Giselle and Santi don't really do things together, right? But um, due to the wonderful world of Minecraft. Hmm. Uh, they've both been playing a lot together. Like, you know, she's teaching them how to do certain things. They go on survival mode. And like today you were showing me how to like, you know, the difference between what, you know, what, ore, or like, I guess, or looks like and what different types of things. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And he's like, yeah. And then like, you know, Giselle, Giselle taught me, he goes, Giselle taught me how to eat rotten flesh. And I'm like, wait, what? Survival skills. Like, why are you eating rotten flesh? Isn't that bad for you? And, and he's like, yeah, I get like sick for a little bit, but then it goes away. And then I'm healthy. I was like, okay, this is, this has been intriguing. So like, he's been, so he's been really digging into the, the uh the the video games seem to be the thing in this household at the moment um but today for example like the one thing i uh, was able to clean out the yard because it was nice and then um there's a picture of us um uh, i made the kids do drills outside soccer drills you know <laughs> just because like you know you know we need to be able to do things and some clubs are doing this but they sent out like weekly videos 
of like, here's your challenge, weekly challenge, right? And St. Paul Black has been doing that. And, and it's been nice to be able to at least get that through. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, for me, things that I've been hearing is like just things mostly like online, like, you know, there's a pizzeria. I think I posted it on our Slack channel, like a pizzeria in New Jersey who ended up, you know, getting, uh, ended up, you know, paying everyone's salaries. And then people were just kept on uh, over tipping and buying from them. Then eventually they started feeding some of the local hospitals for free. So, I mean, it's things like that, that like, you know, uh, kind of give you hope, but that, uh, that how things are, are going to, we're going to get through this at one point. And that's the thing that I'm just looking through it one day at a time, getting through it. Um, I need more adult time than I do kid time. I noticed that I love my kids, but I also love being at, at a place where I don't, I don't have to be distracted by that. So, my um, uh, this is super sappy, but um, Emil the other day was like, "Do you know why I needed so many hugs? Because no one's saying I love you." And I was like, "I'm, I've been saying I love you, little dude." And he's like, "No, but I don't see any of my friends, and I, I love them, and they're, they're not here to tell me I love you." And I'm just like, "Fucking hell, dude! This is making me cry now." I know. Yeah, it's really, and I just, so the, um, uh, there's a, uh, friend, friends of ours who, uh, soccer fans in, in the neighborhood, their, um, their daughter's in the same class. And, and we saw, um, saw her, was the, the daughter and, and the grandma walking through the neighborhood and we were riding, the kids were riding their bikes and we like came and the kids wanted to say hi. So they kind of got up on this little hill in someone's yard, tried to talk. And it's like kind of depressing watching the kids like they want to like see each other so bad but they like they've like adapted really quickly to be like okay we know that we can't run over and like go give hugs or whatever but they're like they're like sitting there and trying to talk talk to them and it's like it it's kind of like depressing to watch the kids interact where it's like oh man because when usually like i drop them off at school and like every kid is just like just hugging and just like yeah it's like you guys saw each other five minutes ago but still hugging so um <clears throat> well the sap fest do we have a little bit of soccer to talk about you want to you want to do this are you ready yeah let's do it yeah, let's do it um the premier this is it this is the premier league the the one idea that they're talking about is finishing the season by coming back in june and july and basically keeping like a hermetic seal around all the teams and staff so that they do it in one place and they've got 92 games left to play and they would play it in like, I forget how many week game weeks that is. Um, but it's, it's only like nine like, weeks. I think there's like eight, yeah. there's like, I think there's eight weeks. I know that makes sense because the there's, because there's 20 teams. So there's 10 games and there's nine weeks and there's 92 games. So yeah. Thanks, Mr. Math. Um, <laughs> so, um, so they'd come together and just do this, do this, like you know, world World Cup style. Like every three days, you're going to play or something like that. Maybe it won't be that, um, but it, it would be kind of all um, compressed, and that way they could do it. There's no fans there, but they need like a big television event. They've got all these sponsors, and I'm wondering. I, I want to talk about that, and then talk about like other possible scenarios and how that could work for MLS because um, I think we, we're all very clear that we're not coming back May 10th, right? That That is like, oh, we, we all understand yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've long since stopped being depressed about that. Uh, um, 
But uh, let's talk about the EPL first. Corey, you talk first because you're, you're the, the Liverpool fan here. You've got skin in the game. Uh, <clears throat> I, need, I need Tottenham to really get that Europe, Europa League spot. So. Well, well that, that, that's the whole thing. I think there's, like, Liverpool's got the title, but there's too many other things at stake right now where it's second to fifth. And if you take Man City out of it, fifth is Champions League, right? Yeah. So... I mean, every everything's too tight, and like you, you have to finish. You have to figure out a way to to finish this thing. People are talking about vacating the title or ending the season and giving it to Liverpool. It's like great. I, you know, whatever. We're two wins away from getting the title. Um, but then at the bottom, it's like what is it? Five teams that are that are stacked pretty tight. That um, in terms I mean, of relegation, the rest of the rest of the leagues in England have just vacated the season. All their all their results yeah. were expunged. Um, <laughs> And so even the even the championship, I because I think it was it was Leeds and someone else that they were talking like, you know the the top two in the championship would bump up to the to the prem next season and they would have oh. twenty two teams next season, what? and then so and then they would drop five teams next next year. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the maths as the the Brits say, but um. No, I mean, I would, I would personally love after have going like three and a half, four months without any Premier League, like to get, you know, six weeks, eight weeks of just nonstop every three days, four games a day. Like, how could you not want that? I mean... Yeah. What are, what are the what are the ethics involved in terms of forcing the players to do that? Like, do do the teams that have more depth or they do they have more advantage? All that kind of stuff. But yeah, no. And um, there's also the general ethics of it. Like, say someone breaks their leg and they have to go to the hospital, and the yeah. entire hospital is because is full of COVID nineteen patients who are on respirators. Yeah. And you need to pull doctor staffs away to deal with someone who I, broke their leg playing I, a soccer I'm actually game. not sure. Look, I'm not not an expert, but talking to my friends who are in healthcare, like I was talking to one of my friends who's a nurse who does um, uh, cardiac stuff, um, and he was saying, and I, I asked, like, oh, are you going to be kind of like, if we get crazy, are you going to be pulled over into dealing with COVID patients or whatever? And he was like, no, that's just not how it works. Like, I, I don't, um, I like, I don't have expertise there. Um, it would be kind of useless to kind of push me over there um, because I don't. So I, I saw because I saw that, and I, I was like, and again, maybe someone can super correct me who's actually in in healthcare. But it, it's my understanding, like you know, it's not like it's not like the you don't have any doctors that all the doctors will be working on COVID patients. Um, and like one person coming in with a broken leg is going to be like, oh fuck it, we. You know, we only have these yeah. three doctors, and I, but I, maybe I thought, I, was, I thought it was more so just availability of beds. Like eventually, if the shit hits the fan and every bed is taken up, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the whole point of. They got like a golden bed that they can they can. <laughs> there's a Ronaldo bed somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually just the Ronaldo statue that they melted down. That teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's got his, but it's still got the crazy head yeah, on, the, yeah, on yeah. the headboard. I mean, yeah. I mean, getting back to it, like, I don't know. I would, I would just love an extravaganza. Like, I just want all soccer all the time. Like, I want every three days there to be a competitive match. I want it to be a race, and then everybody's exhausted, and then they take a couple weeks off, and they 
start the season. I'm also fine with them running this thing into August or September and then shortening next season too. Like, doesn't matter. Just it'd be great if it all happened uh, next in 2022, right before the uh, the World Cup in the in November. That's yeah, when exactly. it would be perfect. But yeah. COVID couldn't wait around. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think and like just looking at like the top five right now because uh, I mean there's Leicester City, but everything else is just you know it's Liverpool, Man City, Leicester City, Chelsea, Man, Man United. But if you look. Six and seven are Wolves and Sheffield United are two points behind Man United. And I would love for them to get an opportunity to get up into that because I'm, I'm especially with Man City being potentially out of the Champions League next year. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm the, um, see, I don't have a Prem team. So I, my whole Prem like viewing, like, philosophy as far as who I cheer for is that I always cheer against the top London, the top two London teams and the top two Manchester teams. And usually that does me pretty well. Yeah. And so like, I would love to see any of those teams lose and try to get some of the other, you know, Wolves or Sheffield or whoever. Because both those, those, both of those teams are fantastic. Have been amazing this year. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again, (laughs) T-Pain. Nuno Espírito Santo vai Portugal. (laughs) Uh, this is this is a good segue because me and eric were talking about this earlier um um earlier during the week um regarding how like all these delays how crazy is it going to be like we remember what last year was when we had uh when we had the Copa america and the women's world cup running at the same time pretty much yeah you imagine with like the olympics and Euros, uh, Copa America, and the Euros, yeah. and all stuff like. Yeah. Who's gonna like come up with a schedule for something like that, or what's it gonna look like? We're gonna be watching sixteen games at the same time. Put it yes. in my veins. I, I yeah. think. I think this is gonna be, <laughs> you know, because like every every league, every coach, every manager, a bunch of players are talking about fixture congestion. Like maybe this is gonna be the thing that says okay, maybe we don't need four competitions in England. Maybe we don't need, you know, a 24-team Club World Cup. Maybe we don't need the Nations League in its current, like all of these different things that have been added over the last 10 years. Maybe this is like, uh, you know what? Maybe we can't have this for another five years. Let's try to build back up to it and do it in a systemic way that UEFA and FIFA and all of the other domestic leagues can actually talk to each other and have these like workshopped um like working groups to figure this stuff out who knows right and, and the key in that you said fifa and, and fifa is just a, it's a mess oh yeah so, so that's just we're yeah, just gonna get to... like soccers for like all the tournaments in two months and then and we're all pretty much having to get you know we're gonna be injecting coffee into our veins just to be able to get through the day, right? Just to be able to watch maybe 30 minutes of a game. We have PBR hard coffee, so you can you can just put the caffeine and the, and the booze in. Um, let me ask about uh, MLS then. What about the idea of, um, of doing the first half of the season? Maybe, maybe it's like we look at it and we think, all right, July we can have sporting events again. I don't know. Maybe it's like August. Maybe it's maybe it's like never. We're never going to see humans again. We're just going to live in fucking cave caves at this point. But um, but but at some point 
the league, I'm sure the league is thinking about this, but um, what if they came back in May and said, all right, we're going to have, we're going to do May through July is going to be um, closed door. They're all going to live in secluded bunkers. We'll take their families with them or something like that. And it's all going to be, you know, like, I don't know. I guess there's no, I guess there's no real way to do that. Um, uh, in one place where you've got a bunch of stadiums together, like the Midlands or something in England with, where they're planning to do it. But um, what about that idea? Is that, does that sound like plausible? I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, we're talking about a league that can't even fly charter planes for teams, ding, 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 let alone putting up entire teams in hotels and sequestering them and keeping them all the like training staff and everything else away. And I just, and especially especially, the money is there, but it's not though, just because if you can, they're so dependent on the live event. They're so dependent on the stadium and, and us as supporters, they don't have the TV, TV ratings, like European leagues, South American leagues, but you know what would, you know, would, would drive that. Like literally the Corona, like everyone's like tucked in, like there, there were people are so starved for something to talk about and something to watch and entertainment that if they brought it up, like TV ratings would be way through the roof for, for them. Um, Like people would be watching, like I would be, you know, usually by June, I'm done watching any other MLS team. I'm just, I just don't have time in my life to watch that much MLS. And so um, I would be watching, watching games uh, again. Um, uh, And so I think that, I think that that the teams do have those resources. They just don't want to spend them. But if you, if you, uh, it has to go off the internet too. It has to be on a big boy station. Like it has to be on like regular Fox or regular NBC or something like that. And, and, and I think that would think, really take off. I think this would be a, I could see if they decided to go closed door. I think you would get a temporary negotiated TV contract. Um, that would alleviate some of that pressure. Cause MLS, you know, doesn't, while I was getting my beer, I think I heard you guys talking about, um, you know, they just don't make money off of the TV contract. See, yeah. I just, I just don't see it working. Just because if MLS has this idea, then you know that the NBA, the NHL, and MLB also have this idea, and Correct. they actually have the contracts for TV stations or for TV contracts to actually do it and make money off of it, which MLS yep. doesn't. Yeah, yep. possibly. I mean, that, that's that's true. I mean, even if you took the existing TV c- contracts or whatever. Um, existing tv schedule there's still um three pretty great you know i guess i would say three to six really great tv games and i think you probably would see a schedule move where you've got a friday and then you've got like three big game a friday night game maybe two friday night games three big games on saturday four big games on sunday Mm -hmm. and um uh there aren't that many big teams, so there aren't that many big games. But I think that there is a way to do that. It does require lots of money, but these guys are already hemorrhaging money. Um, They're already paying for their player salary, or I guess MLS is. They're already paying for so many things that um, the extra hemorrhage of hotel rooms for these guys um, is not 
is not crazy. And I think um, charter they can do the charter flights. Um, they don't want to, but it, yeah, I, I think the. No. I think I think the, the the thing that you said right there. I think the the variables that are that are totally out of the team's control are. Yeah, you could talk about tra- chartered flights, but I think it's, it's it's transportation, it's hotels, it's the travel that is going to be the thing that it's such a big country that I don't see how they'll do that if there is a lot. Like, I don't know where they'll stay. I don't know what hotels are going to be open. They're going to stay in a stadium. They're going to sleep on the pitch. That's what they'll do. Oh, mm. oh! They could well, bring probably. They could have I mean, a camping party on the pitch. Actually, so many actually, pitch tents. Actually, oh. <laughs> I mean, no. Let's think about this. Let's think about two. Think about the in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. We get rid of all interconference play. Eastern and Western. Pick, pick Here's the best. Your media oh my God, That's a reality. Oh my God, yeah. Eric. Eric, uh, Eric's internet is not exactly the best. He's not drunk. Oh yeah. Oh my god! It sounds like it sounds like a drunk robot. Everybody, um, I'm sorry. I love that someone. Like, I love it's that like someone listening to the days at point five speed. <laughs> it's like listening to the days at point five speed. What if you set up the Western Conference has Portland Timbers? They've got turf. Uh, Eastern Conference, there's probably a good turf field that isn't a football stadium. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's mute. I just want to point out that Eric is muted. How does that work? It's still going. Hold on, I'll see if I can. Hold on, I'm going to unmute him. I can't even unmute him anymore. I can't right, have me. I want you, asshole. Like, jeez. <laughs> we told you just to call in, buddy. Oh, oh my he's God. good. This is good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to mute him again. Uh, so, but listen, listen. Just <laughs> I'm going to mute him again. About 10 hours ago, the, um, the president of Atlanta United, uh, Darren Eels, says that the MLS season will return in weeks and they are trying to play or 34 games still. So I'm sure they're being hopeful. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, fine. We, we, we don't know, you know, we like, so plan it until that target moves. I mean, personally, I mean, I'd be fine if we like moved into the, you know, a later schedule and we were playing into the depths of winter in December. <laughs> give me that give me that play in play into january and february and then have like eight weeks off and come back in you know mid-march next year like let's do it or let's let's go to the european schedule let's see what happens oh my god let's do it you are one of those pro rel baby no i'm just kidding <laughs> um so i, I shout mean, out jeff ruder yeah so uh let's see there what what uh, I want to switch to to the other topics here, unless anyone else has any other. Wait, theories. I have a question. Yeah, when do people actually think that we're going to get back? I think it's going to be closed door in June. Boom. I think June may be closed though, depending. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like if if you look at locally, some of the local like the local clubs, like youth clubs, 
like NYSA, TCSL, just locally, like they're like, we're not doing anything till like May. Yeah. Right. And that was like from April, April. So now like it's not going to May and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they extend that out to June. So I, I think it, I think if you can get additional scanning, like South Korea had and a couple other things like where with public transit, where you got four head scanners, you got a couple other things that you can implement for that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to have in six weeks in terms of people who have recovered. Do they have some sort of wristband that says, yep, I've got immunity. Like, I had the Rona and all I got with this wrist, was this wristband. <laughs> all I got was this Lance Armstrong wristband. Right. Immunity unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to, to, to like think for, I think that we, I do think there will be some sort of uh, closed door uh, comeback because I, I'm also, you know, as thinking about the restaurants and bars, like they're going to reopen the restaurants and bars before before everything is all clear, before these yeah. you know big things, but then like okay, what I haven't seen anyone talk about is like, well, what are they going to cap the amount of people you can have in? Like, yeah. we, we, I think you're, I think you have to do head counts. On, yeah, on the way in, we're going to open our doors and like it'll be before everything's clear. And like, uh, does that? I, I don't know. Does that mean we can operate as normal? I, I don't know. It's very, very weird and and uh, freaky stuff. You're going to um, need to put a lot of dots on the floor. Here's where you stand. Here's how you stay apart. We it's didn't talk operating. about about the um, the uh, whole controversy of which teams are kind of paying for their um, employees. I've kind of purposely like not talked about it online because I I just I I don't know. I'm not sure. I have any real thoughts on it, but I did see today, Minnesota, this is a complete surprise to me because I'm on the board of the uh, Midway Neighbors United Funding Coalition. And uh, I saw that in an email from MLS, it said that one of the things that uh, Minnesota United is doing is they're donating to help uh, local businesses uh, by donating a lot of money to the Neighbors United uh, Funding Coalition. And I was like... Oh, wow. So they're finally so I, putting money? I, I like screen capped it and like sent it. I was like, is this true? And I guess it, it, oh, it was extremely recent, which is why I hadn't been told about it. So they're donating a bunch of money. I don't... Which is super good. I kind of wish they had done it way before when like, you know, like a year ago when they were really approached. Wait, but, weren't they supposed to donate money to begin with? That's what the fund's created for? It, it was... Uh, they were there was no mechanism forcing them to to do it um but they had agreed to it or not no no okay. uh, they, so, so, so someone just created a fund for them to maybe if they felt like uh, they, they, they created a, a fund that would have this purpose and like it's been funded uh, otherwise you know like summit and blackheart count um uh donated uh money um from from summit sales uh, last year and so right. other other people if other do businesses have right but the new neighbor didn't want to okay I no and and like the amount of money that we're able to donate is not not very much you, you don't right, have any, I know it's you like, don't have any billionaire investors behind you Wes? yeah yeah we i mean and, and like they approach like allianz and it's like you get allianz you can get like a million dollars for this and you can have like a, a fund you know i know that's 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 that um so anyway that's that's a positive thing uh, i do uh i 
it's a, it's a tough thing for the employee thing. I, I don't uh, want to, if you have any thoughts, you can weigh in. I don't feel like weighing in. Um, I just wish they would. My main thing is I'm just disappointed. Like I want my club that I support and I put a lot of money into because I, we have season tickets. I buy all the stupid gear. I picked up the $150 Jersey when it came out because I'm stupid like that. And I would just want the club that I spend a lot of money on and I support and I put all this effort into promoting because I talk, that's, I, I mean, I don't have much going on in my life besides kids. Like, this is all I talk about uh, this right here. <laughs> and, um, I would, I, I don't I even have don't kids wanna... and I'm right there with you. <laughs> exactly. Like you have a dog though. I mean, it's close. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I just, I just dog sit a lot. I you had a dog. <laughs> oh God. Your Instagram is just full of lies. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but I just don't want to be disappointed. And like, that's the thing. It's like, it was just disappointing to like, when you saw like other teams that like, like Seattle, they, they started a fund and they, they're paying people. Portland, similarly, like Atlanta and Orlando came out. Like, it's not a majority of MLS, but you would, yeah. if, if, if a third to half of the clubs are doing it, you just wish that the club that you support is on the half of the good guys instead of the people that aren't doing it. And it's disappointing that they weren't. Yeah. Um, the, have, you, have you guys uh, been rewatching any games? Oh my god! Yeah, tell me, tell me about that. I've, I've not like I've been. I only now, literally, I think the last two days have emerged from a funk of like, uh, just feeling sad all the time and not having any energy to to think. So today, what is it? Today, Monday, the when this is being taped, Monday the thirtieth is. Um, I was telling my wife and a bunch of coworkers like today was the first day that I woke up and I was like, oh, I think we'll be okay. You know, like it was sunny, it was nice, and like we've kind of normalized a little bit of this. But um, the thing that I've really liked is was it FS1? Fox Sports North was was they did the Dallas game where Vito yeah. was it oh, that the, one or was that just a web stream? I can't remember. No, they, it's no, all a blur, but I, I think they did it. Yeah, it was like a five o'clock match that they put on. Yeah, FS, yeah, where it's on, like on, on FS they, North. Yeah, they've played like you know Minnesota United Classic game, so it was the. Um, um, like the 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 FC Dallas veto PK save. Um, what was the other one that they aired? They did the um the Darwin Hattrick uh, game against Toronto. Yeah, they just did that the oh. other day, and that was a joy to go back and watch. And that it was, was like, fun. especially because they're they're streaming it live. So at least on Twitter, you're still getting Twitter and text messages. Like you're still getting people who are watching that live with you, and so you're still kind of getting that high because the energy is still there and you're like, I know what's going to happen, but it's still great to see it happen again and see everybody, you know, in the stadium. And then, um, so I've watched a couple of those. Um, uh, there's been a, uh, Fox has played some of the women's world cup replays. They played the, uh, France quarterfinal U S women versus France quarterfinal. England one, I think, is coming up this weekend or this week at some point. Oh, the tea. Drinking yeah. all the tea. Oh, yeah. And then um, uh, NBC Sports Soccer has just been killing it on the weekends, just trying to, to to replicate that Premier League morning stuff. Like, they've done just classic message, uh, ma- uh, matches. This, this past Sunday was just three Liverpool-Man City matches. 
And the last one was the one from 2017, 2018, something like that. Um, like the four three at at Anfield, and it was just like I remember watching that game live and going, "Oh God, this this was so fantastic." So it's it's been nice to go back and relive some of those matches. I like the one with uh, Arsenal and Tottenham. Like as a neutral, I was like, "Oh, this is great. This is super fun. It's nice to sit down and." Which one was that? Which which um, Arsenal, which? Tottenham lost. Oh, that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would you like me to be more specific or more general? Uh, I, there was one. There was one in like 2010. I just remember. I think it was the Danny Rose goal. It was his first goal for Spurs. It's a. It's a. No, no, that was that was different. Anyway, it ended like four four. They came back out of nowhere, and I remember being in Milwaukee at the Highbury, taking my shirt off and running around the block, and then running back into the bar. And uh, it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. So was, I, I'll have yeah. to look up which that one was. The, the the replays have been. I I am enjoying them far more than I thought I would. Yeah, no, but I, I have to agree with you though about the replays needing to be on like some sort of broadcast. Because I tried going back and like watching some on like ESPN Plus, like just going like really going back through like the old games, and it's just not the same. Like I'm, I think it was like a few weeks ago, like when this whole whenever they first started and all the sports ended, um, uh, whoever was Fox Sports, whatever was airing. Um, it was the um, U.S. Women's National Team Championship match from the most recent World, most recent World Cup against Holland. And yes. I didn't even know it was on, but I just like was checking Twitter and like Grant Wall was like doing like a typical like game day like tweets about the match. I was like, holy shit, holy shit, it's on. And like it was something about like the community aspect of it yeah. that really kind of brought me in more. Like, cause like just sitting back and watching old matches by yourself is not fun at all. No. And so like, yeah, the community aspect of it really helped. And again, like, like going back, uh, like that Toronto uh, match where Darwin got the hat trick, watching that was a ton of fun because. I remember when we were at that match, um, after Darwin scored his third goal, my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, who's a huge hockey guy, tossed his hat onto the field, and it's a hat that Christian Ramirez picked up and put on Darwin that caused him to get the yellow card. So I was able to like text them. I was like, guys, turn on your TV. You're going to see <laughs> oh, Matt's hat amazing. pretty soon. And um, I, yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's – Again, it gives you something to like interact yeah. with someone about, not just like sitting there just moping and watching an old soccer game just for the sake of watching an old soccer game by yourself. And we still get to see Miguel play. This, uh, oh, oh, my boy. Um, oh, this weekend, I'm not ready uh, for that. That's like the notebook kind of stuff. I can't do yeah, that yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, they, Can you imagine watching the notebook notebook with Miguel? Oh, oh no. just, the two of you just like it's just actually just Miguel and Christian as both of them. <laughs> Maybe oh, that should be our next podcast. Is we somehow get Miguel onto Zoom and be like, Miguel, we're gonna watch the Notebook with you. <laughs> oh, I, I wish that I have the technology. One of those things that uh, that is more interesting in concept. Rodrigo, what were you gonna <laughs> oh. say? No, I was just. I mean, we've been rewatching like a lot of the U.S. Women National. Uh, Games like just recently, right before we got on, it was uh, the retirement uh, game for uh, Mia Hamm and Julie Fowdy, um, and that was like like a whole full circle thing for me. I was like, wow! But like you know, like earlier during this week, I, I put on my Instagram and and maybe my Twitter about like I was rewatching the LAFC back last year when Christian Ramirez was there, and I and watched that backheel goal pass that he got, and then that that pass he got from K to score that. 
third or fourth goal against Seattle. And I was like, the more I watch this, this team, the more I realize that, you know, he's, you know, Ramirez has always been a decoy. <laughs> no one ever passed him the ball in the 18. <laughs> like he would just make <laughs> runs and make what passes. Was, what, and like, what was it that you said? No one said, would like, ever look for him. Like, except for Kay. Kay was the only one that would ever even try to get him the ball. And I was yeah. like, and like, I, I put it on Twitter and I think, um, who was it that replied? Uh, uh, Mr. Witch Witch. Yes. Um, how like, you know, he, he like, uh, just, like, like, just to, to normal yes. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he sent me a video link about like, I think it was Justin Davis giving him a long pass into the 18. Cause that was my argument. No one ever passes him. What he goes, he, he kind of did. And I was like, all right. But it was just one of those things that led to the, like, what are you actually looking forward to? Or what are you keeping your eye on when, when, when and if the league comes back? And one of the things I was like, I was like, I'm just really interested to see how this whole Houston scenario is going to be with, with you know, both Quintero and uh, Christian coming off the bench, you know? Like, who's going to win that starting spot to be able to be able to get, you know, Ramirez can, can do what he can do, but only if he gets the opportunity to do so. And I'm not talking 20, 30 minutes. You know, I'm talking 60 minutes. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And I mean, you you look at Atlanta, and they're benefiting from like this long break. At least Joseph is, right? I mean, he oh, saved yeah. himself at least three or four games. So yeah, he's so who been, knows? If he he uh, went into early quarantine, as they say. And he could be back by the end of the season if that whole thing shifts. Yeah, um, that's 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 kind of one of the crazy things to look at. And you look at uh, other other teams, you know, like. Portland can't seem to figure anything out, right? Like these first two games, they couldn't figure anything out. Um, they got a win, but not too much. So what this whole time off, what, 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 what can be done? You know, I don't know if they're talking to each other. Like I was listening to this podcast which, uh, that Grant Wall had. It's called uh, Planet Football. And they interviewed uh, Weston McKinney on it. And they were talking how, like, how are they doing it over there? And he had, he was just telling how one of his, uh, he has another American who's on the team pretty much just moved into his, to his place. And like they have, like the team has like given them, you know, every equipment they can to be able to keep on a routine. So, and so like, they're always training in a sense on a bike or going on for a run and they talk to each other and uh, specifically like Kahoyam Polisic and, and, and Tyler Adams are like all talking to each other and like playing video games with each other, but still doing work. It's just, just crazy what it's going to be like. Are we going to need another preseason once we go back into the to this league? That's, that's one of the questions I have. Um, real question that I just that popped into my head is: What do you guys think Breck Shea is doing during the quarantine? <laughs> you think he's like working on his art or or what? Oh, he he is laying on uh, fur rugs in the full nude. Oh, I think, I think he's playing <laughs> bass ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What the fuck is Breck Shea up to during the court? I just like I'm gonna I'm gonna go search this for the rest of the podcast. I'm gonna go. Gonna so go check we gotta out we gotta inter- tag him so we can get him on. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. I do. I do. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Um. Notch from uh. We call it soccer. Who's one of the dark clouds boards? I guess on Saturday this week. I think he's Twitch putting on Twitch. Um. The 2014. Uh, highlights uh, from Minnesota United, and I think Bruce McGuire and a couple of people are going to like talk in between segments or something. Um, so go check that out. Uh, Notch is what, what is he on? Locks, lock, I forget what his Twitter handle is, but something. Um, 
So uh, I can go to questions, but first I'm looking up Breck Shea's Instagram account. So <laughs> someone else say have something. You, have you seen what Stefan Fry's been doing with his off time? No, what's he up to? He's uh, apparently a very good artist. So he's uh, he's dove totally into his like art. And um, yeah, there's a if you ever if you ever watch or if you ever go to Geek Wire, there's a whole article about uh, being Geek of the Week and how like. He's just been doing art ever since, like, he's been in court. So he's, like, a perfect introvert, right? Like, when he's, like, he's doing things to keep himself busy and, he's, um, you know, he's just keeping really interesting things. Um, and, it's, and I'm, like, I like finding out these little things about people. I'm, like, you know. Is it, is it, like, vi- is it like, visual art stuff? Is it, like, painting? Yeah, it's, what's... like, visual art. It's, like, uh, see, what do you do and what do you do at this question? I've been getting more serious about my art as late. I've always been a passion of mine. I've been... Creator has also been helped me cope with the pressures the professional athletes deal with. Uh, so, amazing. so you know, what he if it's just does like a, a bunch lot of, of. Go ahead. No, he just seems to be doing a lot of visual things like line work. What if it's so, just like a bunch of like live, laugh, love, <laughs> <laughs> distressed wood? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But he's a he's a Windows guy, hands down. Though. That's what he says, though. So he's not oh. a Mac or a, or a Linus. So he's just whenever a whenever guy, whenever somebody says that they're getting deep into their art, I always think about that scene from uh, Big Lebowski. It's Maude Lebowski. What's what's her name? Who plays? Uh, uh, oh, you know the redhead lady. Yeah, it's like vagina. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, just the first thing that how, came up. How are we? Oh my god. Right, and if you go to his website, Stephen Fry, Stephen24Fry.com, there's like a list of all his art that he's there. So, Julian <laughs> Moore. A, Thank you. Stephen24Fry? <laughs> Stephen24Fry.com, yeah. Uh, Ali Bedoya is. I, am a I big still auto tuned out? Am I still crap? Here? Oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> Were you here the whole time? You guys scared me off. <laughs> Fucking bird dying over there. <laughs> It's like, just stay muted. You didn't even have to say it. I didn't I say that. Go to your whole... Like, you didn't have to say it. That's my point. Hey, cool. Eric, would you like to contribute something? Eric. Nope. I'm, throw, I'm throwing shit at the monitor right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Corey, Corey, you got to show off your, uh, your auto-tune that you've got on your computer. He like has, uh, actually has uh, auto-tune. He was testing so it out. So if I add my auto-tune... Uh, it, it really, honestly, it really just sounds like a droid at this point because I'm just talking and it doesn't know what to do with the no, pitch. No, give, give us, give us some bony bear. Yeah. Are you lost in the woods? I'm lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> give us some, uh, um, share. Uh, do you believe? Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Can I, can I get that one? I think it'll be easier. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Pump <laughs> it up. If I put it on a major scale, oh yeah, like I'm like robotic Mariah Carey. Okay, I'm <laughs> done. With this. Mariah Carey. I'm done. You just turned fifty, by the way, guys. So there's that. Who, Cher or Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey. Yeah, Cher's a little older than fifty. Yeah, Cher's been fifty for forty years. <laughs> um, all right, Stephen Fry's been... prints look great. Really. His stuff is like it's like right up my alley. Thirty six hundred dollars. Oh, uh, that's straight up your alley, yeah. Hey yeah. guys, I've got I've got no questions. No longer the only doctor. 
<laughs> <Did it again. laughs> drunk, I'm drunk. out of here. I'm drunk. gone. <laughs> I love you so much, Eric. Um, I've got a question here from Colin O'Donnell, who at some point he Colin wants it. We're gonna have him on because he wants. We're gonna talk uh, soccer, but I, I kind of told him I'm like, buddy, I'm barely hanging on by a thread. I can't talk about soccer these days, uh, so we'll have him on. But he says, do the crippling withdrawal symptoms? we're collectively having without soccer prove that sports are a good thing or a wretched drug that no one touch should touch even once. Drugs are good though, right? I yeah. Mean, they make you feel yeah, like you so. know that you should. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe we go with like the Noam Chomsky idea where he says that all sports are just a distraction for the working class and, and keeping them oppressed. I mean, it's certainly true, but at the uh, same time, to go there? Wow. being distracted sounds pretty awesome. Oh, damn it! I mean, I this certainly sounds like I certainly sounds something like Eric would say. Do you feel <laughs> you know the futi- fill- I, I, I got to fill in for. I'm the, scared. I'm us scared. fellow auto tune guys have to fill in for each other every now and then. Thanks, brother. Hey, Solidarity. Eric. I'm lost in the oh, woods. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next. Frozen two, everybody. <laughs> COVID at a cabin in Wisconsin. I made a record. <laughs> <laughs> David Zeller says, why is Inbox Zero so satisfying and why are people who refuse to get Inbox Zero fucking monsters? Are you guys Inbox Zero people? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, people you're know you, get- you you like work to get your, your inbox down to zero. Unread. Oh, no. My, my inbox no. is in the hundreds to thousands and I just ignore them and just keep plugging away. I, I use my inbox more as like a to-do list and stuff just kind of stays there until I'm done with that thing. And then I either delete it if I don't care or I move it to a folder or if I need to access it in like nine months. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me nice. too. I've, I've got a like I have uh, 19 emails unread right now. 15 of them are Blackheart orders. Uh, I, I have uh, not fulfilled them because i wasn't sure if i had the rona last week and so i'm like don't want to touch people's pack i don't want to touch your touch your packages uh <laughs> listeners not only did I you know. get the 69 dollars gift card but guess what else <laughs> 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 the special the rona uh, I, got the nice, I got the nice gift card and it was great it came in the mail this week uh i licked it with i give you the, the i could sm- i could tell yeah um uh, I but I do I am like a an inbox zero person. It's like my to do list. It's a, I have anxiety if I can't get that shit uh, taken care of. I know what all nineteen messages require me to do, and I'm worried until I get uh, those done. <laughs> yeah, um, just don't ever look in my inbox, then, Wex. Never, never look in my yeah, inbox. Then I, I don't, Lydia is the same way. I, I, I don't even know how our marriage has survived. Um, uh, um. Luke Craig says, uh, whose whose current handle right now is Quarantine Age Fan Club, which is uh, right up my alley. Um, uh, best quarantine recipes, book, movie recommendations. Also, which Belarusian club are we supporting now? Um, <laughs> I think pretty much we're all Team Slutsk, right? I'd- oh, I'm definitely Team Slutsk. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Belarusian League is is still going on. <laughs> which is extremely irresponsible. Uh, but, you know, it's sluts versus breast, and that's all that matters. <laughs> um, so, but the other question is, uh, everyone go around. I want to hear what your one recommendation of one 
one thing that you uh you've you've been watching reading cooking Corey. oh I, i'll go first then okay, guess, Rodrigo. Um, yeah. cooking which has been cooking a lot more but um like we made uh we made fajitas fajitas the other day um but like the whole blown out like Vegeta, sorry. That's You're my like favorite Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say Vegeta, but then I said Vegeta's. I'm trying to appease the, the, the white audience here. I want that ratings to go up. You know. <laughs> if I said Vegeta's, you would literally murder me. You would like, No, I wouldn't. I only murder <laughs> no. you when you when you don't say my name right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, but no, we made up. We've been making like full blown meals, like you know, like like back in Peru, like we would get like three course meals. Like we've been kind of been like that's kind of like the thing that we've been doing, and it's like crazy, and it's like and it's good, and it's and it's and it's nice, and we've been sitting like a lot of families, like you know, the typical families, you know, you sit at a table and you eat. That's never been my family or any family I've been associated with, except for Nubia's, right? Nubia's family, they all sit down and talk to each other. Like, we've never done that. But, like, we literally, like, dinner time, we sit down and, like, eat together. And, like, what's it's it's nice. It's weird for me, at least. But, uh, you know, I recommend a lot more cooked meals uh, at home, you know, whether it be mac and cheese or um, you trying to cook something new. I've, I've learned to do... Um, Monte Cristos this week, so I never knew how to oh, do Monte Cristos. Oh, anything! Anytime you can put French toast and a sandwich together is a yeah. So like, so like, I, I learned how to do that, and like, I was messing around with different ways of, you know, how much turkey you put into it, how you know, the 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 texture and everything else, you know, and that was interesting. Um, Are you keeping a notebook but, with your changes between um, each version? Yeah, it's all in my head. It's all in yeah. my head. It's all That's in my head. Do it. Keep it up in my head, uh, but um. I just been watching like um like cartoons. <laughs> like like I started I started rewatching uh or picking up where I left off with uh with Clone Wars. So oh, like I've been I've Oh, we'll, we'll take this offline, but we can talk yeah, about we're this. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this to us again. <laughs> Nerd a seven and a half minute exposition oh about about the uh, at least, the, the least you've got Wars me on timeline. video so you can watch me fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been watching that, but like, just like overall. You're talking just, about the new uh, season, season seven. No, no, no. no. Here comes the season three. Is that, that you? Is <laughs> oh, it's R two D two is is coming. To tell <laughs> you guys are assholes. <laughs> this is not the droid you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Eric has not been on the show in like three months and he comes back and we're just killing him. I don't even know what's happening right now. Hey, buddy. You just, I think. Oh, you guys are making fun of me, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just love that suddenly it sounds like someone's like beatboxing. uh, R2 D2 is just beatboxing. It's like a digital porky pig is trying to interrupt you. Just like. Eric, while while your um, computer's working, what, what, uh, what recommendations do you have for us? Recommendations. I'm on book two of uh, Tomi Ediyemi. Her she she wrote um, Children of Blood and Bone. It's outstanding. So I'm 
on book two, which is the, uh, what the heck is it called? Vengeance. Oh. And Children of Virtue and Vengeance. That's what it is. Really good. She's kind of from the, um, the line of Octavia Butler. Um, if, you, if you know who Daniel Jose Older is, she's kind of tied in there as well. Uh, lots of Yoruba mythology and it's i think it's considered a ya but i mean it's it's good for everybody it's it's really good so yeah either children of blood and bone and then you can get into book two after that but recommended cool um mark um, what do you got for us i started reading uh bill and decky's book closing time i figured oh, yeah. since you can't go to bars now is a good time to read about them and it's been pretty cool like it's it's a great book like, i'm not in far into it but like so bill bill indicky is a like a local saint paul uh uh i mean at some point he will be like one of those elder statesmen he's but he's i think my age younger or something but um he uh he wrote a book about bars in in the twin cities um and uh yeah it's great it's, i have not uh, read it yet i don't own it yet i need to um, see if subtext can deliver it or something like that. Yeah, no, it was great. Like I went to um, Waldman, which is you know a brewery brew pub by my house, and um, they're actually featured in it because the Waldman was originally like a German lager house back in like the 1850s or whatever, and so they're featured in it. So they like in their like little like merch section where they just want people to buy stuff. They like aside having crawlers to go, they had that, and I was like, yeah, I'll take a book. Oh, cool. I've been meaning to buy it, and so I awesome. bought. And I was able to buy it at a little local shop as well in my neighborhood. So it all worked out perfectly. And it's been great. So I would highly recommend it. Everyone should pick it up. Uh, Corey? Uh, I, I did a sourdough starter, which I read on Twitter the other day is just like a Tamagotchi for 30-somethings. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I, I finished a, a, a different book that I mentioned on the last podcast, but... Uh, um, I'm waiting. I just ordered from Subtext Books in uh, downtown St. Paul. Um, Enter the Aardvark. It's a, a book by my friend in Portland, Maine. Uh, his wife is an author. And it's, um, I'll just read the synopsis real quick because I can't wait to start it. It's a young congressman discovers a mysterious stuffed aardvark on his doorstep <laughs> and sets out on a journey to find out what it means in this weird, wonderful novel about the secrets we keep from ourselves. Because... It's early one morning on a hot day in August, and millennial Congressman Alexander Payne Wilson, Republican, planning his first re-election campaign and in deep denial about his own sexuality, receives a mysterious oversized FedEx delivery on his front stoop. Inside is a gigantic taxidermied aardvark. That's the premise of the book. And then the rest of it is like this, like, this like gay conservative mystery novel, and I can't wait to start it. I am in. I want, yes, I want. Enter the Aardvark by Jessica Anthony. Uh, <laughs> Subtext Books has it. I believe Subtext Books is going to have a pop up shop with order pickups and uh, a small selection at Tin Whiskers Brewery in oh. downtown St. Paul because they've closed their St. Paul shop and I think they're going to do a little mini bookstore at Tin Whiskers. Because Tin Whiskers is still doing crowlers and merch, cool. but that's um, yet to be confirmed. Um, subtext where you can buy a Red Loon scarf as well, which uh, you and Care from NPR did. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he bought Ooh. his Red Loon scarf from there. Um, I will go. Um, uh, I will break it because I've got two 
which I've talked about already on Twitter. Babylon Berlin uh, is my, I'm, I'm a TV guy. Everyone knows this. Uh, I love television like nothing else. I also love um, obscure uh, international Netflix shows. And so Babylon Berlin uh, takes place in 1929 in uh, Germany. And uh, it has the best score of any show I've ever watched. Uh, and it's a little bit pulpy at times, but it's damn good. And uh, I just spent the entire like quarantine taking screenshots of all the wallpapers uh, in the show. I hope you guys all enjoyed that. No one did. Um, I appreciated it. I'm going. I've actually gotten a couple ideas out of it. It's been great. Yeah, I'm going kind of crazy, and so we are wallpapering three rooms in this house. Uh, we are uh, painting our porch. I've already painted two ceilings in my house. Like, I don't know what to do, guys. I'm I'm like trying not to murder my family because my kids are beautiful human beings and adorable, and also make me want to die. Um, the other show. Second show is uh, Kingdom, which is a uh, South Korean TV show. About, it's a zombie TV show set in the 16th century that features the most amazing hats that you will ever see. And uh, it, it's basically, yeah, it's a period piece zombie show. And it's six episodes a, a season. So the second season just came out. It's way too short, but it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I love it. We've done this entire podcast without talking about Tiger King. I don't. I, I have you? Let's this? not. Let's not. Let's not just do it. Who's you? Who's watched Tiger King, Corey? I've watched it all the way through. I've watched, Mark, I, I've. Uh, I have one episode left. Okay, Rodrigo. No. T Pain. <laughs> He's still muted. <laughs> he like walked away. Eric, Eric, Eric. What, what are you uh, watching? Did God you watch losers. Tiger King? No, God, no. <laughs> Although, did you see the thing that, like, the actual Tiger King is Britney Spears because she's actually hung out with all of them? Yes. At the VMAs in, like, 2004, <laughs> uh-huh. whatever it was. There's I'm pictures just, of her with, like, that, like, creepy Dr. Tiger guy, King. And there's yeah. pictures of her with, like, that, like, Carol lady from Florida. And, like, yeah. yeah I'm just, great. I'm just, the, the biggest surprise to me is that Ted Nugent wasn't involved in any of this. I, yeah. I, Spiritually, I he that. was. He's a he loves animals. Why would he, right? Yeah, sure he does. Is it actually good? I know that the whole thing is like uh, mind blowing, but I feel like when we when I read the article about the tiger people a few years ago, that maybe I got what I needed. But is it, it is it, it? It's it's kind of awful, and not being a couple of days away from from finishing it or have finished it finished it. It's like it's a little exploitative, and then it's like you know, but it's also it's got everything you could the train ever wreck, ask you can't for. Stop watching. You can't stop watching. Okay. It's got everything. It's the, you could ever everyone want. in there, they're they're horrible, terrible people. And so like, like no one has an excuse or like. And I think at one point, like Cardi B was like starting a GoFundMe to release the guy or like, so like. You know, it's it's a it's a crappy like people. I know people watch it just like people watch The Bachelor and stuff like that. Like you know, like um, but like things that I've been doing. You know, like um, I don't know if anyone knows who Jason Jason Reynolds is. Um, he's a he's kind of like a YA um, writer, but he's a he's a great uh, writer and poet, African American uh, uh, writer who um, visit visited um, 
the St. Paul, is it theater? The St. Paul's Kids Theater? The one that's over on uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and my, uh, my daughter, Giselle, like begged me to go because she's read so many Jason Reynolds books. And he was there and he talked and he's great. And I bought a book uh, and a very short book that he, it ends up being just one long essay about him just making it through the next day. And it's called For Everyone, which is, which is great. Like I, I have it in my Audible books because I found out one day that I was paying for Audible for a whole year and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm like, I'm like, I have all these credits. I'm like, I'm going to cancel this account because I don't need to be wasting money. But I downloaded all these books that I like Audible books. And one of them is like uh, The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo who uh, is a great book and I'm, I can't wait to read the next one. Um, but that's one of the ones that like, I recommend anyone, anything by Jason Reynolds is, 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 is great. Uh, another thing that I've been getting into is uh, the, uh, the Peruvian Federation put up a video cause they're known for putting out PSA videos. And this one's really good. It's, you know, um, I don't know if anyone knows what's going on in South America, but in Peru, for example, they're like in like major lockdown, like, like if you get caught outside and not doing X, Y, and Z, like you literally get thrown in jail. Like when I talked to a mom last two days ago, she was telling me that, you know, uh, they extended the, their quarantine another 15 days. And, but like, there's like six or 7,000 people that have been arrested who have been, you know, not pretending that. And like, and I don't want it, this country to turn like that. Cause I've been in that experience. I know what it's like when you have to, you know, there's a curfew and you can't do anything at certain hours. Um, but, but it's just the reality how that's becoming over there. It's just, it's just uh, mind blowing in a sense. So, yeah. um, let, let me uh, let, let me cut it there. Um, uh, but I, I want to say thank you guys for um, getting together and chatting, and thank you listeners for indulging us talking shit i I mean either you're gonna like not be interested in this and just not not have gotten this far or like you're just craving human interaction that you're like i want to listen to five guys get well four guys in a fucking robot (laughs) (laughs) i love you so much eric i'm just teasing you yeah i'll I'll talk to you guys once the season starts in july (laughs) you uh, know next week your internet's gonna be better right you're getting new yes hopefully yes and he's gonna sound better than all of us yeah to me so so clear and then uh Schieffer decker when he decides to get on our slack channel and uh chat with us i'm i'm at war with Schieffer decker because he won't go on the slack channel so he's not getting back on the podcast until he does it are you listening chief get on the slack <laughs> channel. He's not, all right he's not he's not anyone listening. everyone thank you so much uh um be uh, good to human beings and uh and it's great chatting with you guys thank you oh. thanks everybody yeah. thanks Get on our Slack channel, you know, do that Patreon thing. <laughs> <laughs>